0: Good morning everybody. My name is Judy and I'm going to bring the Bible reading today and it's from uh, Exodus 24, 12 to 18. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay here and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and commands I have written for your instruction. Then Moses set out with Joshua, his aide, and Moses went up on the mountain of God. He said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Aaron and Hur are with you, and anyone involved in a dispute can go to them. When Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days, the cloud covered the mountain, and on the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. Then Moses entered the cloud as he went up, on the, up to the mountain, and he stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights. Thank you.
1: morning, church. My name is Jeremiah, and by God's grace, I'll be bringing the message this morning. I'm kind of nervous, which is very unusual, but I'll be fine. Um, Let's pray together. Dear God, we want to thank you for you're a good God. Thank you for you're faithful. Lord, we just want to ask you this morning that you will help us you speak to us, you give us grace to understand what you are trying to say to us. We ask for your peace, we ask for your presence, we thank you almighty God for we have asked and received in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, By God's grace, this morning I'll be speaking on the topic waiting. Um, I know many of us are I've, we've been to the clinic to see a GP sometimes, and you just sat there at the reception, and you have to wait 10 minutes, 15, 20, and you just like, you guys know I have an appointment today. We agree that my appointment is 10 a.m. So why am I waiting till 10:30, 10:45, and no one is saying anything? And you see some people get angry and. Some people just say, I'll leave then. I can't just wait and sit down here doing nothing. Waiting is, sometimes can be very unpleasant. We don't like waiting. And one of the ways we measure effect- the effectiveness of a service is how quick the service is delivered. We want to sh- uh, look at the experience of Moses this morning. Can you remove this, please? Okay, switch on the side. Okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of the ways we measure a good service delivery is the timeliness. When you go for a service and you have to wait for a long time, you believe this is a very bad service. And um, when if you are asked to rate them, you just give them one star. Now, I don't want to have anything to do with you guys again because you didn't keep to time. You kept me waiting for too long. But what is waiting? Uh, I had to consult the dictionary because, you know, English is not my first language. So this is what the dictionary says about waiting. It's different from patience. Waiting means the action of staying where you are, staying where one is, staying at a position delaying action until a particular time or event. Waiting means being left until a later time before being dealt with. You are just left to wait at a position before you are attended to. And waiting also means being prepared, remain in readiness for a purpose. When you are kept waiting for a particular reason, We want to look at the experience of Moses and I pray that God will help us to understand this this morning. He said in that Exodus chapter 24 verse 12 the Lord said to Moses come up to me on the mountain and stay here and I will give you the tablet of stone with the law and commandment I have written for their instruction. This looks like a very straightforward thing. Come to the mountain stay here I will give you what I have written. Now, this sounds like an invitation for a very short visit because God told Moses, I have written the law. Just come here and receive it. It was a very explicit instruction. Come here and receive it. Now, but when Moses got to that mountain, for six days, He was kept waiting. The Bible says he sat in the cloud. He was there. And no one said anything to him. I'm just wondering what will be going through Moses' mind. He will try to recount the whole instruction. He said, come, I have written. That means he has finished writing it. So why am I being kept here for six days? What's going on? I want to assume it to be very difficult for Moses to understand what God is doing. And you know what? There was no explanation. There was no angel that said, oh, sorry, God is busy doing something else. That's why he he was just there for six days. I know if I'm the one, I'm just wondering what would I, maybe I would have left because there was no family, there was no communication, no food. No water, nothing. And for six days, God kept him there. Moses has family. We know that, right? He has children. But for six days, he couldn't even contact his children and say, Sorry, dad is busy. It was just there. Now, what does waiting look like? It looks like a period of uncertainty you are not sure what's going on. And for so many of us, or for some of us, we've prayed about a lot of things. We've prayed about some specific issue. You've asked God several times. And it seems no answer. And you just feel like, I don't even know what's going on. In the parable of the ten virgins, the Bible says, but while the bride was delayed, the bridegroom was delayed, they all slept. They just felt like." See, I'm tired. I can't. He said he's coming at this time, and he's not here. So the whole ten virgins, they just slept off. And for some of us, too, that's our experience. We just feel like, I can't even be bothered again. I just, I don't care what happens next. I just want to sleep. I just want to forget about it. That's the experience of some. We are afraid of certain things over and over again, and there's no result. You just feel like, I'm just going to pretend as if I'm not asking for it again. I'm over on. It's a period of confusion and for making difficult choices. In Abraham's experience, sometimes when I read Abraham's story in the Bible, it challenges me a lot. God told him when he was 75 years old, I will give you a child. Just follow me. And he obeyed. And at 75, even it's difficult to have a child then but I still believe God. But for 25 years, God kept him waiting. I, I don't know if I can. I'm being honest now. When God told him something, clearly, I will do this. And for 25 years, if I'm about to make some choice too, the period of waiting can be very difficult. We'll make some choices will be pushed, will be pressured to do things. His wife came to him. See, we can't keep going like this. We need to do something. Take this young girl and sleep with her. And we can see the result of that choice today. That decision, that choice Abraham made that day, we are still living with the reality today. What is happening around us in the Islamic world? Terrorism. Those are the effects of that choice Abraham made that day. I know it's difficult. We are being realistic now. Being kept waiting for 25 years is not easy. It's not. But he made a choice. So maybe you are here today too. You're feeling like, I need to do something now. God has been keeping you waiting for a long time. It's not easy. Let's acknowledge that fact. Another experience was Saul's experience. We're still going to deal with that in the next slide. So, the pressure to do something when you have been kept waiting for too long. I can't just sit still. I need to do something. Something needs to change. I need to move things. Especially when you are a man and everyone is depending on you. And you just feel like, I don't know. And what do you mean you don't know? Do something. That was the position Saul found himself. He was the leader. And everyone was putting pressure on him. You need to do something. We'll look at that later on. It's a period that you will throw tantrums. You will cry. You will cry. You will throw tantrums. You will cry. You will say, I don't even care about God again. I don't know what he has. I don't even care about what... Maybe you have children that you have kept your children waiting sometimes when you're preparing breakfast or something, and they're hungry, and you say, you need to wait. They don't want to hear that word, wait. They're going to cry and scream and say, no, 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 no. And that goes for us too. When God keeps us waiting for too long, we cry, we throw tantrums, we say, What are you doing to me? And also, waiting is a period of separation. When God keeps you waiting, He separates you from every other thing. You will just sit down there and wait. And we can sit down for Moses' experience. For six days, no contact with friends with families, with anyone. It was just there. And lastly, for some people, the period of waiting is the period to seek another God. It's like, I can't wait again. I need to move on. God said, the reason why I became a Christian, the reason why I come to church, is because God told me we do this thing. And now I'm here. He has not done it. So I'm moving on. I'm going to seek another God. And that was the experience of the Israelites and Aaron. They said, when the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come, make us another God. We are tired of waiting. He can't just keep us here. Give us another God. We don't care about this God again. I want to encourage you this morning to Wait. Don't go and seek another god. This is the Saul experience. Let me just give a background of what happened here before this experience and this verdict. They were preparing for a war. And Saul has gathered his soldiers. They they were ready to fight. But the priest, the prophet, someone needs to be there to pray for them before they go and fight. So Samuel told Saul, I'll be there in seven days. Wait for me. Don't start the war. Don't go and fight until I come and pray and offer the sacrifice. So Saul said, fine, I'll wait for you. First day, second day, third day, till the seventh day. When the soldiers saw that Samuel was not there and the enemies were advancing against them, they started putting pressure on Saul. You need to do something. We can't wait for Samuel. The enemies are advancing. They are moving towards us now. Do something now. Saul was under a pre- was under intense pressure. And because Samuel was not there at the time he promised, he decided to take that step. He he said, the soldiers were falling away from me. That was what he said. He said, the soldiers. Okay. Uh Saul so went out to meet him and welcome. but what have you done? He said, since I saw that people were scattering away from me and you did not come at the appointed time, you say you are coming this time and you did not come and all the soldiers are scattered. I forced myself. Anytime I read that passage in the scripture, he said, I forced myself. I didn't want to do it, but I had to push myself to do it. I couldn't wait again. I forced myself to act. You said you are coming this time and you did not show up. So I had to do something. I'm the leader. People were expecting me to do something. But what was Samuel's instruction? Samuel told him, you have acted foolishly. What you have done is a foolish act. You should have waited. You should have waited for me. He said, your kingdom now, your kingdom shall not endure again your kingdom has finished right now because you couldn't wait. You should have waited. You have done a foolish thing. To to every human being, Saul has a reasonable excuse. He has a reason to act. He needed to do something at that point. A lot of people were depending on him. But to God, that's not an excuse. You have to wait. You have to stay still until I come. God is not going to take that as an excuse. He said, you have done foolishly. What you have done is foolishness. That's the verdict. And because of this, your kingdom is finished. Your kingdom will not be established. Waiting is difficult. Waiting is difficult. Even, especially when you are under a lot of pressure. But know this: God that has promised is faithful. God will come when He said He would come. He might delay, but when He said He would do something, we rest assured He will do it. Oh, I'm trying to check time. God's purpose for waiting—the primary purpose that God has in mind for keeping us waiting—most of the time is intimacy. God wants a relationship with us. He wants us to use that time, that time where we're just sitting there, to become close to him. It's a period of purification. Do you remember how in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2, Moses was telling the Israelites, do you remember how the Lord led led you through the wilderness? For all these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to find out how you will respond and whether or not you will really obey him. I made you wait because I just want to test you. I want to see what's going on in your heart. I want to see if you really love me. The purpose of waiting is for revelation. Moses waited six days. On the seventh day, the Bible says the Lord called him from the cloud and said come up higher. So Later on, when we are reading the Bible, and some people were disrespecting Moses, God called them, Miriam and Aaron, and said, come, you guys come, stay here. If there is any prophet, I speak to them in vision and in dream. He said, but for Moses, it is not so. I speak to him face to face, so don't dare disrespect him. Don't try that again. Why? Moses waited. In Numbers chapter 12, verse 3, the Bible says, Moses was the most... He's the meekest of all humans on the face of the earth. He, be- he became so close to God that God will not tolerate any disrespect on Moses. If anyone says something, God will act immediately. He built a relationship, an intimate relationship with God. It's a period of preparation. When God keeps you waiting, He's preparing you for something. He's preparing to launch you into something great so you need to wait let me share a bit of my own personal experience so many years ago when i was still in nigeria when i was growing up and things were very rough in my family everyone has scattered my dad my mom has lost a job she has lost her business she has lost everything my my sister has left home the only i think it was just myself and my older brother that were together My younger sister has left home. We're all scattered everywhere. But my mom would call us and say, see, we need to wait. We need to pray. That was the only thing that kept us that time. Even though things were not going on very well, when I say very bad, it was very, very bad. We were in abject poverty. It was so bad that we were doing all manner of things just to survive. But during that time, Most, some of the things I've learned from God, I learned it during this time. There was a day we were sleeping under a tree, myself and my brother. In the middle of the night, I was crying, God, why is this happening to us? I cried so much that evening, that night in the middle of the night, because it was so cold and I couldn't sleep. It was under a tree. I can remember very well. I cried so much that evening. And when I slept, God showed me something and I can never forget. So, when I, till now, I don't know why God kept us waiting. Things have not become all of a sudden good. But I knew that God was keeping us waiting for a particular reason. There is something that God wants to do and we need to wait for it. We had to make, we we were faced with so many choices that time too. Should we do this? Should we do that? Should we just forget about this, God? My mom would just say, we we just need to pray. Sometimes the whole family, myself, my mom, and my brother, would be praying at night and would be crying. Everyone would just be crying because we don't know what to pray about again. We've prayed and prayed and prayed and God is not doing anything. So we'd just be crying in the middle of the night. But what? We kept waiting. Because we know that God is powerful enough to do something. So I want to tell you too, I want to encourage you. You need to wait. It is in waiting that your victory is, that the testimony, if you don't wait you can't see it. Time is going. Are you waiting? Now, if God asks you to wait, you need to understand the person telling you to wait. How, what he is capable of doing. God is saying, when I say something, he said, I have magnified my word above all my name. What that means is that if there is a need for me to choose between being God and my word not coming to pass, I will choose my word. My word must always come to pass. My word, if I say something, I don't care. It must come to pass. My word cannot return to me void. That's what God is saying. If I say I'm going to do something for you, be, be rest assured, I'm going to do it. So when God says, wait, I'm going to give you something, He's going to do it. He can't take back that word. He can't say, Well, I am considering all that is going on now around the world, I'm sorry, I have to change my word. It's never going to happen. He said, Even and out will pass away, but my word will never go unfulfilled. I would rather say, okay, let's close the heaven and the hearts. God is powerful enough to keep to His word. So if He keeps you waiting, it is for a reason. God has a plan. The Bible says that by two unchangeable things, things in which it is impossible for God to lie, it is not possible for God to lie. It is not possible. It is never going to happen. So, while you are waiting, tell yourself that God will not lie. If He keeps me waiting, He has something going on for me. He wants to do something. It is impossible. When I say, I don't know how, what other English word to use. I don't want to be too emotional about it, but I want to say it. It is impossible. I have experienced it before. It is not possible for God to lie. Now, there is an ultimate waiting. Jesus is coming back. Are you waiting for him? Hmm. The world we have now, it is very difficult to keep that at the back of our mind that we are still waiting for Jesus' second coming. Most of us have, or most people have moved on. Like, Well, they said that 20 years ago that Jesus is coming, and now here we are. He has not come, so I think I'm going to move on with my life and do other things. He said, I am coming quickly. And my reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. God will not lie. If he said he's coming back, he's coming back. If the Bible says Jesus will return, he is coming. But the question is, are you waiting? Have you moved on to other things? Have I moved on to other things? And say, I don't know, we've just been hearing this story. My great-grandma said it. My great-granddad said it. My grandparents said it. My parents said it. Now, I ha- now, this is where I am now. My children, I'm also telling them. Everyone is just saying it. I think it's that's it become a myth that we don't even know if it is true again. It has taken too long. For 2,000 years now, we've been hearing that story every time. Jesus is coming back. So most people don't even believe it again. But he is coming back. He is definitely coming back. But are you ready? Have you moved on? Have you considered it one of those things that in Christian faith that say to scare people? No, it's not. Jesus is coming back. We've been waiting for years now. And we feel like maybe it's not true. It is true. I want us to check our life and see. Check yourself. Are you expecting him? If he comes today, just as we are in the church now, and the trumpet sound, will you go with him? Will you be raptured with him? Or will you be left behind? Are you sure you're ready for a second coming? Because there is no second chance. Whoever misses that first opportunity, oh God. You should read the book of Revelation and see what is going to happen to those who miss the first opportunity of meeting with Jesus. It's going to be a terrible experience. We've forgotten about this thing and we need to remind ourselves, it is true. It is going to happen. It is going to happen. Jesus is coming back. And in conclusion, the Bible says in the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse thirty-four, it said, Above all, you must understand this. In the last days, scoffers will come and following their own evil, own evil desires, they will say, where is this coming? Where is this coming that he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything has gone, everything goes on as it, has, as it has since the beginning of the creation creation that's the story we are hearing now people will say ever since my great 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 grandfather was alive that's what we've been hearing that jesus is coming he's not coming again he has forgotten about us no he is coming back he he is definitely coming back he's not going to lie but the question is are we ready are we prepared to meet with him Are we prepared to see him face to face? If he comes today, as we are in the church now, if he comes as we are driving home, if he comes while you are sleeping in the middle of the night, are you waiting? The waiting time is the time to prepare and say, I'm ready for him. If he comes now, I'm ready. If he comes tomorrow, I'm ready. Are you waiting? Let's pray together. Dear God, we want to thank you for your word this morning. Your word has come to us clearly. That you want us to wait. That we don't have other option than to wait for you. When you have said something, you will not lie. You will definitely do it. We also understand, dear God, that waiting is not an easy experience. It can be very unpleasant when we don't know what you are doing, when we don't understand it. But God, we want to beg you that you will help us to wait. Even though it's, it's difficult, it's tough, we don't want to wait again. For Lord, your Spirit will compel us to wait. We pray that your grace to wait and say, I will still wait. Even if it, take, even if it takes 25 years, even if it takes 40 years, just like you did to the Israelites, you, get, you took them through the wilderness because they were stubborn. But your word will always come to pass. We ask for grace to wait for you. That we will not act foolishly like Saul. We will not make a wrong choice that will get us into trouble. We will not do something that will put us against you. You will give us grace to wait, to wait for you to wait for you, to wait and wait, no matter how long it takes. Please help us, God. Lord, we know you are coming back. And we want to be prepared. We want to be ready. Holy Spirit, we pray you will remind us of this every day, that you are coming back. And you will help us to walk towards your coming, that our hearts will be ready. You will prepare us spiritually. that you will help us to live a life of holiness. Lord, we pray for those who have not met you, Jehovah. We pray that you will give them grace to come to know you. That we will all be prepared. We pray for everyone in church today struggling with issues of life. Dear God, we ask for grace for them to wait for you, to wait for your salvation, to wait for your deliverance. We pray that you will send help to every one of us. We thank you for your faithful God. We worship you for you. Always us when we call upon you. For we have asked and received in Jesus' name. Amen.